0: Please be advised. We will be discussing subjects that may not be suitable for all audiences, and will include subjects that some will find challenging, traumatic, or triggering. Welcome to You Don't Fight Alone, a podcast sharing the stories of those of us successfully living with mental illness, and how we got there. Worst moment uh, in my life was definitely August, I'm trying to think of the date, I'm sorry, August 12th, 2013. Um, I was just finished school, I was, uh, sorry, no, I, it was summer break still, but school was starting the next week. I walked down the stairs, lugged my cello down, um, walked out the door, and my mom was standing there crying her eyes out and just screaming, and she was, uh, the only thing she could say was, my baby, my baby, get in the car, my baby, and uh, I was obviously freaked out, you don't want to come out of your cello lesson to your mom screaming, my baby. And then she was on the phone, uh, and I was just getting more and more freaked out. She was talking about the police coming to my house. um, And I did not know what was going on. I was texting my friend at the time, like, I don't know what's happening. Um, And we get in the car, we go out of the driveway. My mom, bless her heart, she's... She's trying to hold it together just to get us home, Um, but as we're getting out of the parking lot, um, she goes, uh, Trevor killed himself. All right, so my name is Seo, and my diagnosis, uh, there's a few, I have Asperger's, I have PTSD, uh, depression, ADHD. used to be diagnosed with bipolar but I don't think it's there anymore. Um, I think that's it. Oh, ADD for sure. (laughs) Growing up, uh, I was the youngest of six. So it was a very full household Except there was a huge age gap between a lot of us, so uh, it steadily got smaller and smaller as m- more and more siblings moved back out, then moved back in, then moved back out again. At one point, we had five fridges <laughs> um, just in the garage. It was great. Um, we were in this little, not little, but it was a nice little suburban home, nice neighborhood. Um, I grew up, we didn't know I had Asperger's, but looking back, I definitely, like, parallel played with other kids, and so I would have friends, and I would play with them, except I wouldn't play, like, their game. I'd just play near them a completely different thing, but it would look like I'm playing with them, (laughs) and apparently, uh, parallel play is something that is pretty tied with Asperger's and everything. Um, unbeknownst to me at the time. Uh, usually I'd come home from school and just play video games, typical, typical me. Um, since I'm transgender, uh, very much girl stuff was pushed on me and I just wouldn't have it ever since I was little. I was the biggest tomboy ever. Um, hated dresses. I'm pretty sure that my mom always says this on Thanksgiving, but she put me in this dress dress with ruffles and I said, I look ridiculous <laughs> before I could really, really talk. I'm pretty sure that's I knew. <laughs> um and then when I was about 10, uh, we were on vacation in, uh, in Iowa, of all places, to vacation, seeing my Opa. And there was this transgender person on Oprah. And I was like, wow, I'm transgender. <laughs> that sounds like me. So I was like, hey, mom, I'm transgender. I didn't know it was supposed to be like this big coming out thing or anything about that. I was 10 years old. She goes, yeah, honey, okay. You know, your sister went through the same phase. Um, y- you'll get out of it. I'm like, sure. I haven't changed my fashion since in since I was two, mind you. It's always been shorts and a t-shirt. Um, very short hair since kindergarten. Anyways, I got mistaken for a boy growing up so much. It's a lot better being mistaken for a boy. Anyways, I was like, hey mom, I'm transgender. Well, okay, it's just a phase. About a year passes, I'm like, hey mom, still think I'm transgender. She's like, let Oprah go. <laughs> you know? High school? Yeah, yeah, okay. So that was a... Uh... Rough. It was 10th grade, not 9th, but it was still a horrible school. Um, I had a very bad first year, and I went from all accelerated plus classes uh, down to special ed reading books that I had read in 5th grade, because, but because we didn't know that I had Asperger's, but they thought I wasn't turning in any work, um, that I didn't know anything. And it was just me forgetting to turn in work. And so I got placed in this program that's not like super special ed, but it's not normal classes. So I was just done with this school. And my teacher, Miss Utterback, she's awesome, um, she goes, Have you ever heard of Denver Academy? And I said, Well, no. She goes, Listen, if you stay another year here, we're. Sending you to the manor because you can't continue on at uh, the school because you're in this program. We, you'll, you'll need to either drop out or go to the manor, which is where my brother was sent, which got him addicted to drugs. He started hanging with the wrong crowd. It was like, I did not want to go to this school <laughs> or drop out. So she's like, all right, I live next to Denver Academy. It's this great school. Um, it's specially designed for kids that just need a different way of learning and the next two weeks Thanksgiving break happened and I was enrolled in Denver Academy uh, in class with school making new friends it was totally so much better Um, I went from having a graduating class of 1200 to 35 people being in my grade and it was a godsend, because it wasn't big enough for cliques. It wasn't big enough for bullying. You all had to get along, or you weren't in the school anymore. And it's a private school, and oh, it, it was just a godsend after what had happened. And the thing about the school is everyone who went there had some sort of problem that meant they could not be in public school. And so you have kids with all walks of life from everywhere everywhere. Um and I got in my class and I sat behind this girl and she said hi and from there on out we were like besties. And I had never really had like a single bestie. It was life-changing to have an actual best friend. <laughs> got into this new school uh nothing changed about like my dressing your hair because I had already been dressing as a boy and already had a short haircut um so I said hey my name's Carter I'm going to go by Carter I'm going to try and get the teachers on board and use he him pronouns even though my voice is like a disney princess and I don't look anything like a man <laughs> um it was hard. It was hard transitioning from my day to day life into a guy. Because once other people started getting on board, um, you get treated a lot different. I've had depression since I was six. It runs in the family. Um, Been off and on like so many medication for that since I was six that I was just used to it. We were finding stuff that worked and then that stuff would no longer work. Then we'd go on to the next med. It's a cycle. Um, But it was, I think... I needed a psych evaluation to get into Denver Academy um, and to get an IEP and whatnot. And um, an IEP is basically a thing schools, you can get when you have, quote-unquote, a disability. um, It gives, you know, one might be for extra time on tests. Uh, One might be for... uh, written notes uh, so you don't have to take them, but you still, you know, um, or audio notes, something like that that can help a student um, thrive. Uh, So I got the diagnosis that I had Asperger's, and it was kind of a surprise at first because we are like, wow, it had never even come across in our mind that I could have Asperger's. I think having depression since I was so little definitely impacted me because I, I had a very happy life. I was just unhappy for a lot of it for no reason. And being on uh, the medications for it definitely affected me. There was one where it would make me pee my bed, and I was like, I'm 8 years old. I'm potty trained. I, can, I don't have to. We figured out it was the medicine. But that was like I couldn't go to sleepovers. I couldn't I couldn't like have fun with my friends at night with sleepover parties. It was like man. We tried many times, because again I was so young to get me off of meds and each time it was hell. Uh I mean all of a sudden my grades would drop. I would be so unhappy. I wouldn't want to do anything. I was depressed. <laughs> In the second we got my meds back on, I was fine. I was this happy little kid. And so, yeah, I totally, I mean, I don't think I'd be here today if, if I wasn't medicated. And I was just miserable without the, the pills. It sounds awful, but honestly, it's just the just the chemicals in the brain and the pills just put the right chemicals in the right places. After the diagnosis with Asperger's, it's like, yeah, it makes sense. And it also makes sense that I would have a limited options uh, just because I'm not cut out for certain things that, you know, maybe I wanted to do. I definitely don't want to do them now. But um, it was like I wasn't sure if I was going to finish high school, Um, graduating high school. I was very, very set in my mind that I could not go to college. I was not mentally able to go to college. And uh, school was still very hard. It wasn't like school just became super easy. It was still a challenge. Um, And I got really bad anxiety just being in a classroom. And I tried one semester at a community college ACC. And I started out with three classes, and I was like, I cannot do this. I cannot do this. I ended up just dropping the other two, Um, finishing this one class because it was really fun Uh, because I'm a history nerd and there was crusades role play involved. I was like, yeah, sure, I can be king of France. Um, I'm not, and I figured, you know, after this semester, I'm not going to college ever again. I can do whatever I want. So I'm just like, I'm just going to go to this class. I'm not even going to try that hard. Um, and I was like, okay, well, what else could I do? So I started like looking at my options. I was like, well, I'm not going to college. That significantly lowers your options. Uh, so I was looking into crime scene cleanup. I figured, well, I don't have a sense of smell. I lost that in a concussion uh, years and years ago when I was Fifteen, my horse kicked me in the head and lost my sense of smell. Um, it happens. <laughs> uh, so I figured, you know, why not crime scene cleanup? I won't gag at the smell because I can't smell it, and I'm okay with like gore. I clean up the every time a coyote gets at one of our chickens. I gotta clean it up. I was like, it's, it can't be that different there's been little things in my life where I've noticed that if my parents are there I won't do anything but if they're gone I'll clean I'll cook I'll do all this fun stuff every single time they had a night out I cooked me the best dinner ever I cleaned up after myself because I was paranoid of what would happen if they came back and it was a mess. So I was like, okay, sure. I started, we we finally found this apartment that would accept me and my bird because my bird is like my life. He's really, really helped me like overcome so much because he's just my little buddy. He's a cockatoo named Spartacus. He's cool. Um so we found an apartment that would accept a parrot. <laughs> if you think they're loud, they're louder. <laughs> um But <laughs> found an apartment we moved into this apartment and I've kept it clean. I've been living on my own. Um I might drive down to my parents' house once a week just to say hi or pick up food. I I go to school every day, which is something that I've previously struggled with. I almost didn't graduate high school because I had just faked sickness every day because I didn't want to go to school. So it was a concern of theirs that I would just not show up. showed up every day, started going to classes. I love zookeeping, so it's like animals are my life. This is what I want to do. This is how I'm going to do it. I'm living on my own. Going to college. Didn't think that was even possible. I'm gonna have a career. I'm gonna have a degree. I'd call that pretty successful for me for not having a uh, any any faith that I could accomplish half of what I've already done so far. so got out from that bottom point of losing my brother to having this totally new experiences of changing schools being actually enjoying class um i planned to be a zookeeper you know for life and the first day of denver academy my last my last class of the day was zoology and it's like yes that obviously changed to Denver Academy. It just opened up my life. It was just oh my gosh. I mean half the class, half of my grade had aspergers. So it was like I was just surrounded by people like me that weren't judgmental or had the same social awkward awkwardness as me. So it was more of like embrace it and the school um made sure it no one had a disability, we all had learning differences. And that's like, we all share a difference was this great oxymoron to live by. Because it also just, yeah, I have Asperger's, I'm gonna be proud of this. That's gonna be, as far as the kids were concerned, my diagnosis, because it'd be like, hey, what's your problem? Be proud of it, you know? Uh, If I had one sentence to say to eight-year-old me, it would be like, be proud of who you are, embrace who you are, and uh, just go into animals. For more information, please visit YouDon'tFightAlone.org. You Don't Fight Alone is supported in part by MLH Services, a service-disabled, veteran-owned small business. For your marketing needs, mlh-services.com. The You Don't Fight Alone podcast is a production of You Don't Fight Alone Incorporated, produced and engineered by James Fisher and Keaton Lycom. The information presented by You Don't Fight Alone is not intended as medical advice. If you have mental health questions, please talk to a mental health professional.